Mbifilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. All right, time to talk uh, parenting with Nikki Bush. She's a speaker, she's an author, she's a human potential and parenting expert. But uh, we are having a whole lot more fun with it in the run-up to Christmas. We've got just just about uh, just a bit, uh, just beneath two months until uh, Christmas. And Nikki has decided, well, why not shift gears with the parenting feature and... Um, just look at some of her top toy and game recommendations as we gear up for uh, present buying, gift giving season. And uh, of course, we want to keep the little ones happy in our home. Nikki, good morning. Good morning, Rafael West. So I guess the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing some unboxing oh, on this show. Listen, <laughs> I'm so, getting visions of a YouTube channel. <laughs> so toy YouTube talk fame. unboxing. In fact, it's been quite interesting. I've done quite a few parenting talks over the past two weeks since I've been back from the UK, some at schools and some at companies like ABSA and mm-hmm. Bank. And because it's that time of the year when parents are starting to think, what are we going to buy our kids for Christmas? Sure. I keep getting parents coming up to me saying, so what are your Toy Talk recommendations this year? So let's talk quality toys yeah. that teach something and will entertain your children at the same time because that is what I'm known for in the toy industry is that. Well, you wouldn't be a human potential and parenting expert (laughs) if you weren't into quality, so mixing the fun, mixing the education and learning all at the same time. So I've been told uh, unequivocally by my daughter to stop with the books. Uh, Her library is big enough, so (laughs) I am actually on an active hunt for toys for this year. Um, You've got uh, quite a stash in front of us here this morning. What should we start with, Nikki? Yeah, so we've got got two really fabulous products here. I think we should start with, let's bridge from your daughter's books Mm. into a book come toy. Uh We'll start with the Storytime Chess. So Storytime Chess is a a one-of-a-kind. I have never seen Storytime Chess before. And it is a way of teaching children chess from three years and up. Now, Mm -hmm. generally, we can't teach chess from three years of age. And it comes with um, a storybook. Beautiful. Look at this. This was my bedtime reading last night, the Storytime (laughs) Chess book. You know, chess for children is a little bit abstract. Yes, absolutely. Because you've got to learn what the kings do and the rooks do and the knights and the queens because they all have very specific moves that they make. Sure. You have your uh, chessboard, which has got your white pawns and your black pawns. And, you know, that's your traditional chessboard. But we need to make it even more fun so that younger children can grasp things because as you uh, have heard from me on many occasions, children learn first in the concrete yeah. So yeah. it must be real. So I've passed a chess piece over to you there. And these are tournament-sized plastic chess pieces. Yeah. But we put um, picture tokens on the front of their character cutouts on the front of each chess piece. Mm. So like a character cartoon representation of the piece. Exactly. Right? For the child to grasp who yes. this, what this piece okay. does and its uh, role. So for yeah. example, and I'm going to read you a few little snippets from this book because it was highly entertaining. Remember, we've got to be memorable with children. And what this uh, Storytime Chess does is that it teaches chess to young children using silly stories, Mm -hmm. so a lot of humor, and vibrant illustrations. And, um, And it communicates which way this 
this piece can move. So, for, for example, we have King Chompa. Yep. King Chompa, who's the white king. And he is a silly king who lived in a silly castle in a land called Cheslandia. Since he was a king, he always had lots of beautiful clothes, awesome toys, and fancy art on his walls. But King Chompa didn't really care about all that fancy stuff. He only cared about food. Uh-huh. And so there's a whole story here about how much he loves food and his interaction with Chef Squishy Feet mm-hmm. in the castle and how he eats. Listen to this. I mean, any kid is going to remember this. Um, so he, he, every evening for dinner, he gobbled down 30 pizzas and each morning King Champa ate 10 pancakes for breakfast. In the afternoon, he scarfed down 20 sandwiches. So you can imagine the humor with children. Now yeah. they'll remember this. So, um, and, and he always carries snacks around in his pockets. So sure. he is a little bit overweight, can't move very fast, can only move one pace forwards, backwards, sideways or diagonally. There we go. Yeah. And what's really clever is that the, the story ends with the fact that he goes down to the kitchen one morning and finds no chef's squishy feet and no food. Mm-hmm. Except one cold little pizza sitting on the windowsill, mm-hmm. and as he goes to um, to pick up that pizza, so grateful for something to eat, he sneezes a very big sneeze, and the pizza flies outside the window, and all the pieces land on the checkerboard lawn uh-huh. outside. Yeah, and he has to go and find the pieces, otherwise he's going to starve. And so, because he's so slow, it's. One slow step at a time. That's what kids learn about the king. Yeah, fantastic. Um, One slow step at a time because his pockets are so full of food and he's so heavy he can't do anything else. And then they had little mini games that show you how to use this king. Within the book, yeah. Within the book. So you do these mini games before you ever have all the other pieces Mm -hmm. on the board, which is really clever. Then you meet King Shaky, who's the black king on the black Mm -hmm. side of the board. And he is very funny. He's a very nervous character. And he lives in a very silly castle, made of not made of stone, brick, and cement, but the castle is made entirely out of pillows. <laughs> yes, pillows. Sure. Pillow walls, pillow floors, pillow ceilings, pillow doors. Kids will remember that. And then he also, um, he's scared of bees. And he loves playing with his jewels. But then the bumblebee comes along and he drops all his jewels and he has to find them. They've scattered. So the moves are to find the jewels. And it goes on to talk about, I love this, the king's children, Mm -hmm. which are the pawns. Um, and and they have a, a running race. So the kings line up their little children and they have this running race and they all land up in a pile but that's not what the pawns on the board are supposed to do. So they need to get a head start. And pawns can always move two, play, two spaces forwards in their first move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then after that, they can move diagonally. And that's how they, they win pieces. But it is hilarious because it talks about how much the kings love their little, their little children. And they have these play dates with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got twins who are the bishops. Um, and we've got, let's see, what else? We've got Clip and Clop the Knights, so the horses. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and they gallop around the board. And so they, it tells you, so the rooks are magical towers that can move forward, backward, and side by side. But it's all in story. Yeah. And so darned clever, I can't tell you. So I, I really, I love the idea of teaching chess um, and tactics as well via these stories. The humor is fantastic, as you say. It'll really appeal to children. Um, and then those mini games reinforce what you've just learned uh, within the story. Absolutely. And then 
there's of course a bigger chessboard, a fold-up chessboard that's included. Yes, uh, so in in the game on the reverse. On the reverse. Yes, right. So, so then we can take away, like fairy wheels, we can take away the pictures on the front of our piece mm-hmm. once the children have got the hang of it. And then they can play traditional tournament chess without any of those visual reminders. That's lovely. So That's it really, transitions really from a very concrete learning game to a semi-concrete to a, an abstract game. And so it covers all our learning bases and, of course, repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the benefits of chess. Why do I recommend that families teach their kids to play chess? Well, first of all, it's really cool. And I think if anyone, I think, I think it was last year, the Queen's Gambit um, show that came out sure, on the TV Netflix was, show, yeah? was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it kind of created a resurgence of popularity of chess. And um, chess is a tactical game. And if you think about business, business is a tactical game. What's the news today? Elon Musk has bought Twitter. The deal has gone through. All the interviews around the world on CNN and BBC, etc. What is he going to do with the business? Mm, you know, it's mm. tactical. So you have to consider in tactical games, what might your opposition do? So you've got to play both roles. Your own, you're playing your own problem-solving game, but you're having to anticipate. I have to anticipate what you, Rafilway, might do on your side of the board. And there's thinking and planning involved. And with chess, you've got to always keep the big picture in mind. The big picture is checkmate. That's how I win the game. So sure. the objective of the game is important. And, and not just for business, Nikki. Real life. life strategy, workplace, school, whatever it might be. You're always thinking about yourself in relation to other people, right? Or your own 100%. goals in relation to those of other people. So really, really interesting. You know, what if you children? can't get into a first team because your position is not available. Sure. The star of the team plays your position. Mm-hmm. Are you adaptable and flexible enough to consider taking on a different position on the field? Mm. So they, they, there's one that kids face all the time. Yeah. And then with chess, the, the ultimate win is made up of small moves sure. um, to get to that place. And it involves the skills of spatial awareness. So spatial awareness of... Uh, forwards, backwards, left, right, diagonal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we've got planning. We've got visual memory. Now, this is an important one. Working memory is what am I doing? It's holding all the moves in my head over the next 20 minutes. By the way, a game of chess on this board takes 20 minutes, Mm. which is fantastic because a a, full-on game will take a lot longer when, when you're using much higher order thinking. But you have to hold the whole game and all the moves in your head for the duration of the game. Sure. And um, so it's a whole ba- brain activity requiring creative thinking and logical moves. And there's, a, there's something that underpins this game called successive and simultaneous planning. And this is the brilliance of the human brain. The successive processing will be the moving forwards in small steps related to the end result. And the simultaneous processing would be the seeing backwards from the whole mm-hmm. in small steps. Mm-hmm. So not many games require that level of higher order thinking. And that is the brilliance of chess. And, of course, the great thing that you're actually passing on an incredible life skill to your children when you're playing chess and teaching them chess, but you're also enjoying this game at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I never played chess as a child, but my... 
eldest son went to play chess in grade two at school because there are chess clubs at school. He actually taught me how to play chess. That's fantastic. And that's an amazing <laughs> thing with chess or, or with children is when they're better at something than you, you can ask them to teach you and then they learn it again because they're mm. teaching it. Yeah. So Storytime Chess, um, if you go onto my Parenting Matters Facebook page right now, you will see a post um, and you can go and find this at timelesstoys.coza. It's 899 Rand and I think it is a brilliant investment that is going to last you years and years and years and generations of children. Yeah, quality-wise, uh, the board itself is uh, pretty well it's uh, very, pretty well very produced, nice. so it's yeah. going to stand up, stand the test of time, yeah. I think. It's thick yeah. board, durable, durable um, and these pieces are high quality, and, um, and I think it's an absolutely brilliant um, option for family fun this Christmas. And I think right now the world is desperate for family fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Desperate for family fun, for connection. Um, and just, yeah, keeping keeping the, your loved ones close. It's just so, so very important as uh, COVID and lockdown and life has taught us recently, <laughs> if uh, we weren't quite uh, convinced of that. Okay, so uh, game number two, or toy number two, is a, a really cute one for the little ones. It's called the Teeter Popper. Um, just tell us about the Teeter Popper <laughs> and how this works. Yeah. So the Tita Papa is from Fat Brain Toys. And I remember going to the Nuremberg Toy Show and the um, big toy fair in Hong Kong. And Fat Brain Toys are some of the highest quality toys in the world. This is a plastic molded toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and children up to 50 kilograms can play with it. And it is so generally it's going to be from three to 10 years of age unless your child is, you know, um, isn't yet 50 kilograms. So many 12 and 13 year olds will still play with it. It's a unique instrument for sensory play. And your child will be able to wobble on it so they can sit in it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a concave tray that they can wobble on, rock in. They can stand on it, sit in it. So what is the sense that it actually stimulates? It's the proprioceptive sense mm-hmm. and the vestibular sense. Where am I in space? Because when I'm rocking on this this, this contraption, um, my vestibular sense in my inner ear, my sense of balance is being challenged. Um, so I'm having to rewrite myself to mm-hmm. keep myself upright. Yeah. And it is beautiful because it's got these poppers. So if you can make it, make the sound. So it's, quickly, it's, yeah, it's a suction, suction, cups. suction cups on the underside of it. And that adds to the challenge of, you know, moving it. Yes, but also gives you stability resistance. as well. So if it was just plastic, it would. That's the sound it makes. <laughs> it would wobble much easier. Yeah. But because it's got the suction cups, there's a bit of resistance. So you've got to use your body weight mm. to make it move. And of course, there's that beautiful sensory response, that input of the popping sound as your child moves on it. So um, it's cool. it goes pop, pop, pop every time you move. And what um, are we working out there? So you've, you've st- spoken about uh, a balance and what's going on with the inner ear. What else is happening on a physical level? So on a physical level, it is really about arousing curiosity, mm-hmm. um, stimulating all the senses. It improves your core strength and stability, which kids battle with today mm. because they're in front of a screen. 
so much and yeah. they're not climbing trees and they're not climbing jungle gyms. So now we've got an indoor jungle gym <laughs> in your kitchen. Um, while you're cooking dinner at night, your child is fiddling and faffing around on the, the Tita Popper and, um, it's got um, that it, it's developmental challenge because initially, say your baby, for example, who's not yet a year, mm -hmm. um, will be sitting with your help on here and you will be rocking him. Sure. And he'll be so excited at the sound. Losing his mind at the sound, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> and, and then older children, and I loved watching the video, which you'll find on my Parenting Matters page. You've got an older child of 10 who's got their feet straddling either side of this thing. Mm. And they are now working on their flexor muscles, their hip flexors. And they are using their quads because now they're bending their legs to, to literally pump up and down to create the rocking mm -hmm. side to side versus the child who's sitting right in the center and rocking their body but using their kind of core and their, their buttocks yeah. as the stabilizers. Yeah. So very different when you're going side to side, leg to leg. And then they're having to use their arms, their neck, their head to counterbalance the movement. Mm. And that's quite a big movement actually um, when you're rocking on this thing. It's a big movement. So it's very appealing to children. Very, very durable. So it's going to last a lifetime. What are we looking looking at price-wise? So price-wise here, we're looking at... Oh, my goodness, I haven't... Oh, there we go. It's 1,359 Rand. Mm -hmm. So very durable, going to last a long time. Balance, gross motor skills, huge sensory stimulation. And if you've got two children like you have, your baby is going to experience this in a completely different way Compared to, to the other, your to the daughter oldest, yeah. and your daughter is going to see this as a massive physical challenge because of the age she is i think she's about nine going on ten she's ten yeah so she's going to master this thing versus your so it's all an experiment i think this is an experiment it's fun but compact as well this would have been amazing for so many families during that hard lockdown absolutely. where people were locked up in confined spaces energy. Yeah, absolutely. and this comes in three colorways Bright turquoise blue with the green poppers, bright green with blue poppers, and bright pink with bright green poppers. So go to Parenting Matters Facebook where you can see the videos, you can see the pictures and the explanation, and you can buy this at timelesstoys.co.za. Fantastic stuff. We're going to leave it right there. Nikki Bush, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming in the studio.